to episode 60 of Run Talk SA. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you so much for joining me once again on this running podcast. Before we get into the details of this week's guest, I just want to let you know that uh, the next of our Comrades Marathon webinars are taking place this coming Monday, the 3rd of November. Uh, there's one every single month, so this is the next one in the edition. Uh, it's happening at 8 p.m. South African time, so that's plus 2 GMT. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can join us, and we'd love you to join us. Uh, the first one was uh, very, very well received. And just to let you know, what we're going to be covering in the next one is we're going to be looking at what you should be focusing on as far as your comrades' training goes for the next four weeks. So basically the whole of November. We'll also take a look at when you should be looking to qualifying. A lot of people are qualifying in November, first week in December, so we'll be chatting about that. The good news is we're also going to be talking uh, about when to take a break. Uh, there is obviously the festive season coming up towards the end of the year, and it's probably best to take a, a short little time off, and we'll talk to you how to do that so you don't lose fitness and that you come back in 2015 fit, strong, and raring to go. And then, as always, the most important part of the webinar, we're opening up the floor to your questions, okay? Uh, it all takes place Monday the 3rd of November. If you'd like to register, just so you you know there is a cost involved obviously it costs us money to do these we'd love to offer them free but unfortunately uh, economics dictate that uh, we obviously can't run it at a loss uh, but uh, I, we think it's it's pretty reasonable. Uh, it's a hundred rand or ten US dollars uh, for the session. The good news is as well there will be replays. So if you're from somewhere where the time zones don't quite match up and you uh, don't fancy waking up at three o'clock in the morning, uh, you can catch the replay. There will be a recorded video of it. We'll also uh, make it available as an MP3 so you can listen to the entire webinar as well. And then we'll also provide a transcript. So if you want to read through and uh, maybe go back to some of the questions revisit the information you can as well so uh, all that information will be there after the fact and we'd love you to join us uh, it's those webinars that also help us to provide this content free of charge obviously that's what finances this uh, and yeah please we, we'd love for you to support us if you could if you want to register all you need to do is go over to runtalksa.co.za forward slash comrades there is a link in the show notes for this episode of run talk uh, SA as well it's runtalksa.coza.co.za forward slash comrades. That's where you can register. It's pretty simple, uh, quick registration process. You can pay either with a credit card or you can do an EFT. It's as simple as that. And we look forward to having you on board next week, Monday, for that webinar. If you missed the October one, there's also the replay available for that at the same price. And I'll put the links in uh, the show notes for this episode as well. But on to this week's episode of Run Talk SA. Uh, it's a guest we had on... Not not too long ago, but uh, her and Mimi Anderson were planning on running across South Africa, practically. They were going to run the Freedom Trail, and it's an absolute pleasure to welcome back onto the show, Samantha Gash. Well, in September, we caught up with uh, one half of the duo who were planning on running across South Africa along the Freedom Trail. It's over 2,000 kilometers. They were planning on taking just over or just on 30 days to do it. And I can report back that they have been successful. And we joined once again by Samantha Gash. Samantha, first up, congratulations. You must be super stoked with that amazing run. Yeah, I am so happy that we were able to, the two of us, um, complete the 32 days. It's very surprised that we didn't need a rest day. Um, and yeah, it, it, I think I'm a bit in disbelief right now. 
Samantha, it was a it was a, a daunting task to say the least. I mean, it's it's a huge, huge thing. That Freedom Trail is is it's not to be taken lightly. Uh, I mean, when we first chatted, we spoke about it being a mountain bike race, and uh, and how the cutoff on that race is pretty much the same amount of time you guys took to run it, and mm-hmm. that's on a bicycle. Thinking back now, was it as hard as you thought it was going to be, or was it was it tougher? Oh, God, it's a great question. I There were sections that were incredibly hard, uh, and then there were sections that were quite manageable. But I think it, it's just the whole combination of every morning waking up at 4 a.m. and kind of enduring up to 13 hours on some very technical terrain at times uh, and trying to get the body recovered and managing any niggles that you had coming along the way. I mean, for me, the, the first 10 days were very hard. Uh, I had kind of some kind of gut issue and my stomach was so swollen. Um, and I spent so much of my energy trying to kind of deal with the cramps that I was getting in my gut and trying very hard to getting, you know, food in, which wasn't kind of working very well. Uh, so I was very zapped of energy in the first 10 days, but somehow, that kind of recovered um, after that point, and I think I just got stronger and stronger as the days went on. So by the final day, I was feeling really, really good. And the final day of the Freedom um, Trail is very hard. In fact, I think it's the hardest day of the entire um, journey. And for uh, 10 of the kilometers, it took us six hours. And we actually had a guy come out with us who has done the Freedom Challenge on the bike last year. And he said, I mean, I think that part is probably easier on foot because you have to carry your bike. Uh, but he said, you know, whether you're on your bike or on your on foot for that one, it's just, it's such a hard day. Have you run since? No, I mean, do you know what? I woke up this morning and I said, I think I'd like to go for a run today. Uh, but it's been three days since we finished. Uh, I think I'll, I'll probably go out for two Ks and realize <laughs> my body. But I've been napping. Uh, I mean, the body feels fine. I don't, I don't have any niggles now. Uh, I've got no inflammation, which is super surprising. Uh, but I'm just tired. I, I, I have about three naps a day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the, the logistics of this thing. We spoke about it briefly when we first chatted, uh, and you were saying about how much you needed to run. As far as sort of, I mean, basically all you did was run, eat, and sleep for the last thirty-two days. Literally, I mean, it was it was such sole focus on the run uh, to be able to kind of get through it each day. I think it made it quite simple in many respects. Like I've, I've tried to describe it to people by. It was incredibly hard, but it was also so simple. I mean, all you do is, is run, and then you, you eat as much as you can because you're consuming and burning so many calories, and then you sleep. So life is kind of simple, <laughs> um, but it's hard at the same time. If, if you could go back to, to the start of this thing, knowing what you know now, would, would, what would you tell yourself? You know, nothing, nothing different. I mean, this, the thing that I always said is the body and the mind are very strong. And I prepared myself for um, kind of niggles in the body. And I just knew that I could kind of get through them if I stayed positive enough. So I think for these kind of things, positivity is crucial. And the second thing is only ever focus on one day at a time. And because of those two things, I think... 
We never thought ahead to the challenges that we would have. We never kind of thought a week ahead about that day. I mean, we went through one of the sections. It was just like bamboo, about six and a half foot tall, and it was so thick, and there was water crossings, you know, um, up above our waist. But we didn't think about those days because all you all you wanted to look at is the day that you had and how you were going to get through that, and then you kind of threw the day behind you, whether it was bad, whether it was a good day, and then get the sleep and then start the next day. And I, I really think that was our key to surviving it. How did how did Mimi go? I mean, when we first chatted, you said you almost bullied your way onto this thing where you said this is a great idea and you almost invited yourself. Uh, how, yeah. how did how did she go on it? You know, Mimi, we were very complimentary in the fact that we had very different strengths. So Mimi does a lot more road running. So she's very good at the district. Not uh, she had she had no problems. With 10 days. So whilst I was kind of battling a few of the elements in the first 10 days, Mimi was very supportive. She gave me kind of the rest that I need sometimes to have get more calories in or whatever I needed to do. I would say at the end of the run, Mimi um, had had a few more challenges in that respect. Uh, and on the technical terrain, particularly the rocky downhills, you know, it was, it was quite challenging for Mimi. Uh, so, you know, we were very understanding that we, the whole point was to get the two of us to complete it. And so we just, you know, we accepted each other's weaknesses uh, and made the most of our strengths. This has been your, your first visit to South Africa and, and it's, it's a big challenge that you've taken on. But now that you've done it, what, what are your impressions of South Africa? You obviously came here with, uh, with, with sort of preconceived ideas of what you thought it was going to be like. Have those mm-hmm. matched up to those sort of ideas or, or has, it, has it really changed the way you think about the country as a whole? Yeah, you know, South Africa is it's so diverse the whole way through. I mean, we, we saw parts of, you know, and I knew this to begin with, that we'd see parts of South Africa the most South Africans, you know, would probably never see or even know about existing. Um, I, I think the landscape surprised me quite a bit at times. Uh, you know, you go from sections that are quite arid, um, very mountainous at times, and then you, you get through sections that are so lush and green. Um, the people were far more friendly and hospitable than I probably could have imagined. We stayed with different farmers that you know, several nights along the route and they bent over backwards trying to support us, um, giving us the food that we needed, you know, sometimes sleeping, you know, in different, you know, on, on, in the living room. Yeah, I just, the people, I think, blew my mind away more than I expected. And I think, I suppose, just, you know, and I, I, this exists in Australia as well, but I think the disparity between those who have nothing and those who have a lot um, is quite great, and I suppose we saw it firsthand by being able to run through some of those rural communities. And I think you can only really understand that if you see it firsthand. People can talk about the disparity, but it's a different thing from being able to view it. Samantha, as far as as the people, I mean, South Africa. You mentioned how diverse the country is as as far as landscape goes, but we've got a very huge diversity as far as people go as well. And and you were in some really sort of remote areas, explaining to people what you were doing and 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 running and why you were doing it. What sort of response did you get? Uh, I mean, when we were going through, I don't know if you know these areas like Zuzu and 
and roads. Uh, I think there was people were very surprised that two foreigners were focusing on an issue that I suppose uniquely uh, African, and also it's it's unique to Asia as well. I think that took a bit of people getting used to. Uh, people couldn't kind of fathom the fact that we were running across the country. I think they've taken enough time to use the people crossing it on a bike that, you know, so, so they wouldn't know in advance that we're on foot. And so they would ask us how many kilometres we're doing the next day and we'd say 75. And they'd be like, oh, that's a short day for you on the bike. They're like, <laughs> oh, no, we're not on the bike, we're on foot. And they were just, you know, they were like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe what you've done. And I think we looked pretty good um, most days coming in, and even in, through the heat because we went at such a manageable pace. And, you know, Mimi and I just, you know, when we finished, it was despite how hard each day was, we were so happy to kind of get to the finish line. We'd have smiles on our faces and our bodies would kind of be much more relaxed. So I think people thought we were in quite good condition as well uh, for what we were enduring. Uh, but I think, I think you know, I think some people didn't realise that this was an issue. I mean, I suppose our social enterprise issue, um, an issue relating to, you know, young girls in rural communities not being able to access education because they can't, you know, afford feminine hygiene products. I don't think everyone knew it. And so in some weird ways, we were providing a, a level of education and awareness to something that's happening, you know, their own country. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that that was obviously a big drive to to get you both to come and do this. Was you were raising funds and and when we'll touch on that briefly with regards to what you're planning on doing with those funds. But it's also turned into a bit of an awareness campaign, not just a fundraising campaign for people who are actually affected by the issue that you guys are raising funds for. Yeah, I think in some respects, I think it's more awareness raising than fundraising. Uh, and I think without awareness, you don't get the initiatives sparked up. So ours is just one initiative. I mean, there's there's several more that I'm sure that are already existing of this nature. Uh, and I think, you know, once people have general awareness of something, you can start to kind of create some great solutions towards that. And the thing is, it's trial and error. You can't, you know, Mimi and I from Australia and you know, the UK can't say that we have this foolproof solution on how to kind of work through this problem, um, but it's something that's worth a try uh, and it's a pilot program and hopefully through this pilot program you get more data, you get more research put together, more awareness and then you can kind of build on from that. So that's my hope more than anything else that it kind of creates a bit of a spiral effect where more people are putting their minds to it and it's it kind of more in the forefront. Let's chat quickly about that pilot program. We did mention it the last time we chatted to the funds you're raising is is going towards what? What are you planning on doing with it? Yeah, so our um, we're raising um, five hundred thousand rand. So we're so far just a bit over four hundred thousand, and our goal is we're collaborating with Save the Children, and they are establishing a social enterprise business um, in the Free State. So a community that's already been identified and they're going to employ a dozen South African uh, young women to manufacture affordable feminine hygiene products. And those are, you know, obviously distributed, distributed amongst that community uh, at a low cost, still a cost, but a low cost. And in addition to that, there's education programs on health and hygiene, the importance of going to school because, because the whole purpose is to keep girls in school. 
Uh, and so we're doing it through looking at the fact that girls don't go to school when they get their periods because they can't actually afford feminine hygiene products. So it's about education, but going to a, a root cause of why girls won't go to school. I think it's an amazing, amazing cause. And, and what I'll do is I'll, I'll give the details out of, of the website as well. Actually, I think let's just do it now because donations are slow and people can't can still donate. What, what's that web address where they can get to? And the amazing thing is you've pretty much documented this whole journey. So you can actually go through. And I, I was looking this morning uh, before we were, were, were scheduled to chat on what you guys have done. And I tracked it a bit online as well while you were doing it. But it's all on that website you can donate. What is it, Sam? Yeah, so it's freedomrunners.org. Uh, and we have our donation link um, on that main page and it goes directly to Save the Children. So there's no third-party kind of provider it's going to. It's going directly to Save the Children who's establishing the social enterprise. We also have uh, our Freedom Runners Facebook page, which both the website and the Facebook page, you know, we kind of did a blog, a very short blog each day um, with some photos. I mean, they're pretty amazing photos. I think it would be great for South Africans to see Actually, the landscape that they have, you know, within their own country, it's, it is an amazing place. We've had, I mean, it was definitely hard, but it was such an incredible month for us. Uh, it's so it's so great to hear that coming from someone from from not from South Africa because I think often we 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 so caught up in our own lives and and head down working hard that we don't actually realise the blessings that we've got here in South Africa. We are truly lucky to live uh, in this amazing place, Samantha. These sort of runs uh, and sort of long distance endurance events tend to 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 become quite uh, addictive. Uh, have, have you have you given any thought to what's next? Yeah, I mean, I knew before I did this one what my plan for my next one. Um, so, in, and I, but I'm not really kind of putting a date on it or anything like that. But you know, I have a run planned in India in a couple of years that I want to do, which would you know will take a similar amount of time, um, but probably less distance per day, so I can have greater integration within the culture itself. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they are addictive, but for me, I probably won't ever do a run of this distance unless it's kind of very much connected to something um, on a social enterprise nature. Uh, that's just my personal interest. I'll race shorter distances, but when we're talking about these really, really long things, I personally need a motivation that's a bit outside myself to kind of get through each day. Well, by the sounds of it, you've had a, a wonderful experience here in South Africa. Are we going to see you coming back to our Shawns anytime soon? Oh, I, I'm sure you've got plenty of great races here. So, and I've got lots of amazing friends here as well. I actually finished the run, and uh, two hours later was at Ryan Sands and Vanessa Haywood's wedding. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> I know. I don't know how I managed to make it, but I um, I managed to stay up till one a.m. So I was after being up at three a.m. that morning to do the run. So I think I did pretty good. <laughs> oh, well, well, most of the experts will tell you dancing is the best form of recovery. So. Yes, I think it was a very weird version of a dancing as I wasn't lifting my legs too high, but lots lots of twisting there. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Samantha, I want to congratulate you and uh, Mimi. I think what you've done is is unbelievable. I mean, uh, I can only dream of doing something like that as a runner myself. I think it's fantastic. Uh, It's a great cause. Congratulations. And we look forward to to chatting to you again soon and and finding out about what you've got uh, up your sleeve next. And we'd also love to just keep track on that initiative in the Free State and see how that goes. Yeah, I'll definitely keep you up to date. So thanks so much for today.
Well, that's it for this week's Run Talk SA. We're back again next week. Don't forget that webinar. If you want to register, runtalksa.co.za and uh, forward slash comrades. That's where you can register. Be sure to join us Monday night as we help you get your comrades medal. Uh, we had some great feedback from last year's uh, webinars that we ran and we helped hundreds of people get theirs and we'd love to help you get yours in 2015. So uh, go check it out, runtalksa.co.za forward slash comrades. Look forward to chat to you then. From myself, Brad Brown, We'll chat soon. Cheers.